welcome to the Collaborative Challenge podcast. Today we're going to be talking about the Collaborative Challenge in its general sense and we're going to talk to two students who have been through the process and they're going to give you some insight into how they approach the Collaborative Challenge, how they worked on their Collaborative Challenge project, but also how they worked on the Collaborative Challenge assessment brief. Um, so welcome to the podcast, you two. And if you'd like to introduce yourselves, that would be lovely. Thank you for having us. Um, and I'm going first. I'm Ben. I am uh, one of the MA students um, studying global fashion retailing. Um, and yeah, completed the collaborative challenge last year. Hi, I'm Ishita. I'm on the same course as Ben, a master's in global fashion retailing. And I also completed my collaborative challenge last year. Well, welcome you two, and thank you so much for giving your time to unpack your experiences on the Collaborative Challenge, the 12-week project that you were given on your MA studies. Um, I'm just wondering if one of you or both of you would like to just briefly outline what your project was. So, um, I had specifically selected to work with Flair Fashion, and they are a small startup um, multi-brand retailer platform. Um, started by Muhannad, who is actually part of the Digital Learning Lab at UAL. And he has um, a small team, a creative producer, um, an art director, and a few others. And yeah, it's really, it was really in its infancy. And we were tasked with um, trying to increase sales for the brand. So they were very good at marketing and um, had really started to look into sort of onboarding new brands and new designers as it was a new sort of platform, but they were limited in their sales reach. So we were tasked with creating marketing plans, um, any creative content, any creative production that was needed, and looking at anything that we could do with user experience and user design to try and increase um, the amount of sales um, in the near future. I worked with Shopify, uh, which is a modern age technological provider to various brands. We were tasked to create 3D asset creation for Shopify, who is now going to work with several brands and provide solutions. So they acknowledge that AR and metaverse are under talks and still it's very embryonic and it's not developed. So we were given seven apps to try and test various product categories. And then we were supposed to analyze every scan and share our findings with the brands, with Shopify mainly. Thank you both for that. Um, I'm just wondering when, what, it, this is a general question to both of you, so, so I hope both of you could answer it, is that what were your expectations or apprehensions in, in being given this, this time to choose, choose a project? And I, I just wonder what was your approach, what was your mindset in embarking on the Collaborative Challenge? I think for me, um, I was a bit apprehensive about the amount of choice. I know there's, I think for any prospective students doing it, there's obviously a lot of choice, but I think from the outset with the collaborative challenge, with the amount of briefs and with the amount of potential clients that you can work with, it's just be really curious. Like I went to as many talks as possible. I really wanted to know about different things because I knew that this was going to be um, a large portion or a good portion of my year. So I wanted to be on the right track, working with the right brand. Um, so I went to a lot of talks. And not just listened with my camera off, but um, like really try to engage with those clients as well and ask questions at the end. So you feel comfortable knowing what that sort of um, brief or criteria is being asked of of you. Um, and then second, I think, yeah, apart from being curious, 
once you have decided is really really try and you know go for that brand and um, be proactive in selecting them and try and put your all in um, once you are selected um, so yeah be curious be proactive um, and try and get as much information as possible yeah for me also the approach was very similar uh, I particularly cho chose Shopify because I had no prior experience in virtual um, selling whatsoever so my motive was to learn as much as I can hence I uh, obviously I attended all the other briefs and I read everything engaged with um, the providers but Shopify excited me the most and thankfully I got my first choice so my idea to approach this was to learn as much as I can and since this was a completely unexplored territory for me and we are talking about 3D technology and AR and VR so my idea was to learn and um, do something which I've never done so far. Mm. And do you think um, that risk paid off? Do you feel as if you both felt that you'd made wise choices? I mean, yes, there there were some road bumps in terms of the whole, the whole project. But yes, I'm I'm happy with the end result. I can say that I am not at stage zero now when it comes to the project that I did. Uh, I definitely learned a lot uh, despite of some bottlenecks. So mm. yes, I would say that it was a wise choice. And I think for me as well, I just really got on well with, I mean, without divulging all the information, I was like, I got on really well with them and um, ended up working with them afterwards, after outside of the collaborative challenge and made really good connections within industry. Um, so yeah, it was really successful. And it was, I think, as opposed to where Ashita was looking to learn something new i was looking to i like my choice specifically came with like okay what do i want to work in in the future and multi-brand retailers are something that i already have worked in in the past so i think it was i've never looked at it from a startup perspective before and like all of those jobs in a startup you're obviously you're you're covering all basis you're doing loads of different things at once whereas if you're working in a multi-brand retailer a bigger one you're doing one specific role so it was really nice to work across all fields in a startup and um, yeah, I think it's, it was a great choice for me because it gave me so much different insight in different roles that I would never have done if I was being employed by a multi-brand retailer. So, yeah. Also, I think, yeah, specifically startups, really good idea because they just like put you in different spaces. And yeah, I really recommend that. And I guess you get to learn the environment and the landscape in its entirety. So it's not like just look at this one thing. You get to look at the whole kind of frontier. Of, yeah. of opportunities. Um, thank you so much for those answers. They're, they're brilliant. And Ashita, I'm just wondering how, I'm quite curious in how you both um, managed to create a working relationships with your team. Did you find that hard? Did you, I don't know, I just wondered if you were surprised by those working relationships. Uh, yes and no. So we as a team took one day at a time. Uh, we took our own time to learn each other uh, there were a lot of contradictions, there were a lot of similarities. The one strength that I would like to talk about of my team was that all of us were equally contributing. So that helped us with a great deal. Although we were very different, we had different perspectives, but we always had healthy discussions. So in the first 10-15 days, we made a framework, we made like an action plan with set deadlines, which helped us. So I think that being on the same page as to what the end goal is really helped us. I think for me, like 
Uh, yeah, trying to create working relationships within your team, I think, is really positive. But for me, the thing that I valued the most within this project was actually the working relationships that I created with the client from the outset. So having that discussion with them, and if you're looking, if you're looking really interested in the project, and they can see that you're authentically very interested in the work, from my perspective or in my example, they were really happy to put me into like Teams chats with them, and we'd have like meetings. Um, throughout the week or we'd have like I was spoke with the client a lot throughout the project I speak with them once or twice a week um, we'd get sort of up to date with any of the sort of creative um, outputs that I was making or any marketing decisions um, so I know this isn't the same with every single client um, some bigger than others some smaller than others but if you can try and foster that really great relationship with the client to the point where you can you can chat through WhatsApp or you can chat through Teams. I think it's really positive and really beneficial for the, um, for the module. But and I would like to extend on this. I feel that client relationship obviously is the key, but it's, for example, the project that I worked on, it was very important to be close with your teammates as well. Mm-hmm. because we had to produce so many scans we had to take this these workshops outside our curriculum like the reality rig and the photogrammetry wherein we were supposed to go to different colleges and attend these one full day workshops so had the team members not been on the same page it was it, it was i can't even imagine if we were even able to deliver what we were asked to so we deliberately uh, took initiatives to sort of bond with each other and just have those online meetings and do do quick chats, do quick coffees and just be on the same page. And it happened. It took its time, but it happened. Yeah. And I think it's, it is about sort of always not leaving anyone behind and making people feel like they've got responsibilities in certain areas. Like, obviously it sort of sounds like, um, it sounds like you had to sort of delegate that not everyone could go to all of these. So you go to that and feedback. You go to this, I'll feedback. I mean, I, did that happen with you as well, Ben? Did you share, were you constantly feeding back to the team? Yeah, I think we definitely had um, points in the week. Obviously, you're you're aware like that we have other modules going on at the same time. So it was a lot of like balancing other people's schedules around this as well, because yes. some people, because you're paired with people who aren't on the same course as you so I think one thing when working in the team within collaborative challenges being very aware of everyone's schedules and really trying to I think good communication about the best days that you can just come in together and focus on collaborative challenge together because I think everyone can be everywhere at different times and I think it's really good my team personally found it very good to just set like days in the week where you would just do collaborative challenge work as a team and you would meet together and I think face to face working is much better, especially in the sort of initial phases of creative ideas, because you can bounce ideas off each other so fast. Um, So yeah, I think communicating um, in a team and trying to meet face to face at least once a week, I think is a really beneficial thing to do. Yeah, Yeah. I agree with that. I mean, that's very very important to hear that and to pass that on. So thank you so much. Um, My last question, is about how so bearing in mind the collaborative challenge has two parts to it the project the industry project or the research project that you're given and then there is the assessment brief and the assessment brief being the 2000 word um document um i'm just wondering how how did you manage those two 
How did you sort of time manage those two um, requests or requirements? For me, like it wasn't always plain sailing from the from the outset. Like I, I think like every student, you have that um, sort of change of like change of heart. Like in the first few weeks, you were like, okay, actually, this isn't the way that it's going to function properly. Because I was just working on things for the client and sort of like not thinking about recording it or like doing it in like a sort of time, like a sequential chronological order. And my laptop screen was filling up with creative out outputs. And I was like, oh, how am I going to document all of this? So maybe halfway through, I started really like understanding that there was two different sides to, okay, this is for the client. And then this is what I need to document for my, um, for my essay. And I think I was like putting things into like week by week for the client. And then the way that I actually curated my Padlet, which is obviously part of the like um, assessment submission, is I did it week by week. So I was able to just drag and drop, okay, what do I do for the client this week? And then I drag it all in and that'll be my first week. And then at the top of that, I would have like my entire um, like feedback evaluation of that week. So I'm, I was sure that I wasn't missing out like my thoughts and my reflections in my Padlet. And then when it came for me to write my essay or my personal reflection document, I had a week by week personal evaluation that I'd been consistently writing. So I was it was it made it a lot easier for me to like go back and think about what I was doing because I'd written it down every time. So I think, yeah, the earlier that you can start to organize your laptop, your brain into this is for the client and this is for the assessment, it makes it a lot easier because if it's just everywhere, and you have no record of any reflections or any sort of thoughts as, as menial as they may be, just recording them, it really helps you then sort of look back and write your, your assessment. I also took the chronological approach. I first understood both the briefs separately, what is asked from the assessment point of view and what Shopify is expecting. And obviously Shopify was prioritized because once we are done with that, only then I can reflect, right? So. In order to write my contributions, I was supposed to contribute. So I took it like that. I understood what all has to be done first. Like Ben as well, I also had a timeline, timelined uh, format uh, Padlet. And instead of weeks, I had stages in it. So as, as we progressed with the project, stage one, stage two, stage three, we had a lot of stages. I st started documenting my personal Padlet in a similar fashion. So it was getting updated in real time. And it was completely mirroring our development and our progress for the main project, which was for the industry. So once the industry project was completed, it was actually a two day task to write a reflective statement because it was just a summary of what you have already done. So I think understanding both the briefs and prioritizing the industry because that will only help you to write your reflective statement is the key. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, really I think so. Adding to that, it's the the work that you can put in week by week, little and often, is going to help you massively at the end. Because exactly. what you can do is read what you have reflected upon. And also for me, it felt a lot more authentic when I was writing my reflection because it's a, it was a, a thought that I had actually thought weeks before. Whereas I know in the past, in previous sort of um, like university things before my master's where I tried to do a reflection, and you just write whatever at the end of the week that you can remember. And it sort of feels a bit inauthentic because 
you're trying to pick little things out here and there that you try and remember whereas if you can really just sort of like be disciplined and maybe like an hour at the end of the week you just write down what's what's happened anything within the teams that you think is no, of note or anything with the client that you think is of note if you can be disciplined give yourself an hour two hours and just write that down then it just makes the final week of collaborative challenge just like run a lot more smooth yeah. also we were asked to have a padlet of our project as well so we were supposed to maintain two padlets one individual mm -hmm. and one the team padlet so your padlet is actually a further filtered version of the team padlet so it, it actually doesn't take more than five minutes to have your own padlet and it's and it's interesting that you say that because next year they they don't have to use padlet but i do think for some students it's just such a lovely platform and it's so agile that it's lovely that you're promoting it but i do have to remind the students this year that they don't have to use it okay. um but it does create you know a lot of supporting evidence that you can reflect upon throughout so big thumbs up for the promotional padlet um because yeah. <laughs> i love it too but yeah. it doesn't work so not all students love it but we will show students what it can do and what it's capable of so thank it's you so much a, i think it's just a ready-made dashboard that you can use to write okay. your essay later you don't have to think okay. of anything it everything is in front of you you just have to summarize it it's so easy maybe if you didn't maybe if it's not, now i know that it's not actually like essential maybe like if you do some something visual don't worry about adding the visual parts but i think even looking back now even if padlet wasn't needed i would either use padlet or some form of something like padlet documenting that would just document my thoughts yeah so i'd keep yeah. the thoughts in padlet like i think i would um i'd recommend keeping the sort of like thoughts or reflection in Padlet because yeah, keeping a chronological order is nice. But I, I like gather if you don't need to do it, then don't add the visuals because it will be too time consuming. Yeah, and I guess it's also see for me, the reason why I love it is because it's such a filing cabinet mm. that actually yeah. when you go, oh my God, where was that? You know, you the chances are you've put it on Padlet because mm. it's so easy to add links. And that's what I love about it. It's like a big fat filing cabinet of yeah. your thoughts or or of websites that you really do uh, think have you know all the information that you need or you want to signpost people mm. to that information um i can't thank you two enough honestly yeah. no brilliant and thank you so much for sharing these ideas i guess the last thing probably i will say is if you could think of one thing to tell a student who's about to embark on the collaborative challenge then i don't know what that might be i think you've already answered that um I think I will tell them. So we were personally, me and Ben, like I, we are friends. So I know about him as well. We were, um, we were really invested in the industry brief that we received or did not receive. But now I know better. I think that even if I have, I have got something else, I've, I would have been just fine. It's not the end of the world. So yeah. if you don't get your first choice or your second choice, it's fine. It doesn't matter. Mm. I think whatever you've got, you should just enjoy it. You will definitely learn something out of it. If nothing, you'll learn how to be patient. Mm. So I think that is something which everyone really worries about. And it, it doesn't require so much attention. It's fine. Whatever you've got, just be happy with it. Mm. That, is, that is really good. For me, like looking back, I mean, not that I can remember any other times, but like this is from, was the only time that I was working alongside people from different courses 
and I know that I'm in like I'm in lectures with people who are in different courses for my thesis now but this is the only time that you really work with other people from different courses that you will never really normally meet unless you sort of like know them through friends um so as much as yeah concentrate on the client work and stuff also try and foster some like relationships and friends at this point because it's you do it in October November so and I'm still friends with people that I was on my collaborative challenge with so yeah definitely sort of try and lose any predispositions about like making friends or like other people. yeah just jump into it and don't be a free rider contribute mm. <laughs> Walk towards that, it. that's exactly right yeah don't be afraid to contribute I, I think that's so important because people get so worried about whether it's should I say this I don't know if it's a good idea I'm not sure if it's a bad mm. idea but once you open up that kind of look we don't mind what you're thinking but just please tell us what you think because yeah. we're not going to judge yeah. you and we're all here just to work it out that kind of generosity has really been you really have promoted that kind of generosity so i can't thank you enough have a beautiful monday and yeah thanks again thanks so much thank wow. you for having us lovely have to nice see you, you too bye, bye.